co-host Judith Adabil and Elizabeth Duff. Hey, so today we're going to be talking about gun control. On that note, let's get this party started. So, unfortunately, as we walked into recording today on February 14th, we learned that a high school was targeted in a shooting attack by someone described as not a current student who is 18 and is currently in custody as of this recording. Yes. As of this recording, we're aware that there have been at least two deaths and at least 14 people have been taken to the hospital. That's correct. But like most shootings, most tragedies, we really won't know all of the details until later. Mm -hmm. When things are less chaotic, things have settled, more concrete information comes out. But the point of bringing it up is that this episode isn't meant to capitalize on anything. We didn't choose to do this because of the horrible tragedy. We planned this like weeks in advance. Absolutely, but (laughs) there are so many serious implications of this topic. Um, It's a horrible tragedy to occur, but we couldn't just ignore that it happened when we were getting ready to record this episode. It's the sixth shooting to take place in 2018 alone, and we're only six weeks into the year. Yeah, I I think we just had to acknowledge it, because it really wouldn't feel right to record without mentioning that. Absolutely, yeah. I guess we should get started on the content of the episode. Yep, let's get started. For real this time. For (laughs) real this time. (laughs) So, we're going to jump right into the conversation with the definition of the Second Amendment, which is a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. All right, so let's dissect this. Yes, so there's different sections of the Second Amendment. Yes. Some people like to talk about one end without talking about the other. Absolutely. So we can kind of break it up with the part where it says, um, a well-regulated regula- militia being necessary to the security of the free of a free state, and then, and then the, the second right portion, yes, which is the right um, of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed. Yes, and both of those are usually used for different purposes. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're used together for yeah. a singular purpose, but there's a lot in there. So, what does well-regulated militia mean? What does the security of a free state mean? Yeah. What does the right of people to keep and bear arms mean? What is infringement here? Yeah. What's the intended scope of the overall amendment when taken together rather than parceled out like so many people do? That's the confusing um, aspect when people look at the Second Amendment because there are some people who state that because it just states a well-regulated militia yeah. and you know everything else that comes with it, that it's their basic idea of what a well-regulated militia is exactly. and what they believe is the right to bear arms, yes. where other people, they, they aren't against people bearing arms. They're not against yeah. the concept of the Second Amendment, but what they are against is the fact that like, to play on the words of the <laughs> amendment, we don't have well-regulated regulation exactly. to go with our well-regulated and militia. what is a re- well-regulated militia? Is that the military? Exactly. Like, something that I consistently think about when people want to fight the idea of the Second Amendment or, like, fight for it, yeah. thinking that someone is fighting against it when, yeah. in my opinion, no one is fighting against it, exactly. is that in the 18th century, when the our constitution was written, yes. which, by the way, it's the oldest written document, and it's ridiculous that no one has said, hey, how about we edit this, seeing as <laughs> our founding fathers, I forget which founding fathers t- said this, but they basically said that it needed to be updated with every generation. Yes. So, like, if you want to be, quote-unquote, a die-hard true patriot, which is 
then messed up because yeah, which is kind of messed up because yeah. what we consider being a patriot in America is being a blind citizen, but exactly. that's a whole other conversation. But which I think Shop Talk had last semester. Yeah, I believe they had one last semester about nationalism. Yes, but it's just um, the fact that they're fighting this idea that we can't have regulation and still exactly. have um, a well-regulated militia. But actually, what I was trying to get at, because I kind of <laughs> forgot my, my initial idea, is that um, when it comes to well-regulated militia in the 18th century, we didn't have a standing army. Yeah. We didn't start having a standing army until after World War II. Exactly. So when they talk about a well-regulated militia, they needed it because yes. you needed pockets of military as people to be able to secure small yes. towns and villages because we didn't even have police forces we exactly. didn't have fire teams we needed people to be in a militia for protection especially now like i definitely don't need it because our police and firefighters exactly. have what like 10 and, minute or and, less yeah in a good neighborhood like yes. you say in a good neighborhood they have an under five minute exactly. response time and then people say well the well-regulated militia is actually supposed to protect the citizen against the government that's Please. their argument for saying that the military isn't our well-regulated militia. Come can on. we curse? I forgot if we can curse on here or not. Fuck yeah. We're cursing. Please. <laughs> right? Like, okay. You're going to go up against an army with drones, nukes, and nukes. tanks. Let's just say nukes. Let's just keep yeah. saying nukes. The yes. U.S. government has nukes. And, and you, you think, think your gun you, is yeah. going to stop them? Yeah. And the sad part is people who are considered well-regulated militias in this country are usually hate groups who exactly. are fighting the government because they believe that them not paying taxes yes. is their God-given right. And if the government wants to make them, them pay their taxes, right. that they're being, that, that that's them being patriotic. Yep. Again, bitch fucking please. Yes. Like, it, this is obviously another topic that can be had, but like the people who are these well-regulated militias, they don't want to pay their taxes, but they want the government to have exactly. an, an, this enormous military. Yes. Like they want them to do all these extraordinary things. But guess what? Where do you think that gets paid from? America does not have a money tree. Exactly. And if I, it had a money tree, I'd be looking for it. I'd and I'd be stealing it. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I want a money tree. I want to get up on top. I'll get on the top branch and shake, shake, shake. Exactly. Shake that booty for that money. <laughs> That's already a thing. Just saying. On the tree. Not on the pole. <laughs> okay. Sex Workers <laughs> Rights episode coming up in March. <laughs> but then Pulpous there's plug. also... Right. <laughs> There's also the whole issue of what does keep and bear arms mean and right. what does infringed mean. Is it infringement to change what you can legally have, how many you can legally have, and who can legally have it? It's or is infringement just making it unable to keep and bear arms? Which is kind of, like, not ironic, but like kind of a hard conversation to have on the other end of it because our founding fathers cannot have predicted the advancement right? and the technology that would be afforded to us exactly. when, it, when it came specifically because obviously yes. as a whole they didn't know what was going to happen yes. but it specifically to, like what was going to be afforded to us in the terms of technology yes and when they were coming up they had what a musket and it fired off one one ball bearing exactly. at a time and then you had to go and repack it like yeah. they had us uh practice in fifth grade what it would be like to pack a musket please tell me someone accidentally got shot we didn't actually have muskets, Judith. Oh. oh, okay. So we had to practice I mean, how long away. it would take. It would take even the well-trained soldiers up to five minutes to repack their uh, musket. And that's why they had the little sharp thing at the end. What are those called? Bayonet. Yep. And a, and a sword. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
That's another topic for another day as well. <laughs> the regulation of weapons instead of guns. You know what? I'd still, if everyone wanted a knife, I'd take that over guns. No, I'm just saying. You can't reload a knife and right? attention. Like, can, there's no can, such thing as like, an automatic You can keep knife. stabbing me, but there's a better chance someone can bum rush you with right. a knife than with a semi-automatic weapon. Yeah. Just saying. Plus, dumb people are usually the ones who are trying to kill you, and they probably would not miss your, like, yeah. you know, severe arteries. Exactly. Things, unless they're really good at accident, accidentally have, hitting things. Yeah, or you'd have to be, like, super well-trained in where to hit just, with a knife to make it Just fail. don't come in the back, because I'm scared someone's going to hit my kidneys one day. Okay, so, like, are you ready to uh, talk about the <laughs> other part of the conversation, please? Yes. <laughs> um... So, okay, now let's kind of, we kind of were hitting on it. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, so um, a concept that has heavily contributed to this conversation is the strict uh, constitutionalist aspect of it. Absolutely. So go ahead and define that. So um, someone, and this is from law.com, which is reputable because law is in its name. (laughs) Oh Um, my God. Someone who is a strict constitutionalist is someone who interprets the constitution based on its literal yes. and narrow definition of the language without reference to the differences and conditions when the Constitution was written and modern conditions, inventions, and societal changes. So basically they are saying, let's just bring back the musket. Yeah. Except not. Because they want modern guns, they want modern technology. Yeah. But they want them to be regulated like muskets. Let's bring them back. That would be fitting. Right? Like, you know, I'm actually really cool with that because bringing the musket back would be in compliance with the strictness of the Constitution. Absolutely. That's what it was written about. Yeah. And it just baffles me, again, that someone can be like, I think it's like a, an automatic gun. I think I'd like one that just fires. Yeah, but like, right? but like you know, Thomas Jefferson, he had a musket, and, you know, he was, he was a strict constitutionalist, but he would totally be down with right. me shooting the semi-automatic into a freaking movie Piece of theater paper. at a Batman premiere. Uh, I didn't think you were going to go all the way to talking about James Holmes. Wow. So, <laughs> I, I just had to segue that in because well, it's ridiculous. No, point. Let's talk about today's <laughs> statistics. Like, we already mentioned, there's already been six shootings in 2018. Yep. So, and there's only been six weeks out of the year. Exactly. It's basically average a shooting a week. Exactly. So, tell me about the statistics about guns per capita. Cool, thanks. <laughs> it's no surprise that the United States has the most guns per capita. America has 101 guns per 100 people. Wow. Yeah. But the next highest is Serbia. Wow. With about, with about 58 guns per 100. Wow. And the third is Yemen, which is 55 to 100. Yeah, so we almost double the third highest. And it's still kind of weird, because, like, two of those countries you would not be thinking of right. are top, one of the top three countries right. on this list. So... Let's ask it. Are we any safer? <laughs> Do you want to break the bad news or should I? <laughs> no, I won't. I like breaking Cool. News. So, we're not the least safe country in the world, but those above us are notorious for other reasons, like drug cartels. Yeah, for instance. of course. But America isn't safer, more safer than, say, Sweden. Okay. Who has... Ooh, who? <laughs> has 21 guns per 100 people. Despite the fact that we have up to 50% of the world's civilian-owned guns. Which With that number that we've quoted so much already of only having 5% of the yep. world's civilians. And we have 25%, um, we're 25% more likely to be murdered by a gun than we would if we lived in any other developed country. By the way, if anyone's listening from, like, Europe, 
I graduate in a year. I would like a job <laughs> where I won't get shot. See, that's the thing. Like, guns don't make us any safer. The idea that guns make us safer is this weird hero worship complex. Anyway, you can always check our sources in the, in the recommended reading document we link below. But something to kind of hit on that is, like, even police officers are somewhat, somewhat against um, people owning, like, Absolutely. everyone having guns. Because, because if you're in an active shooting situation and you start shooting the person who is shooting into the crowd, when the police come, they don't know who is the actual yeah. initiative shooter. And the other thing is... It just you, chaos. You, the people, the person who has their concealed to carry weapon, or they have their weapon there, and they do try to shoot at the um, perpetrator. Perpetrator, thank you. Um, most likely, they will hit another civilian. First of exactly. all, exactly. And then, second of all, most of these places and states that allow people to have concealed uh, weapon licenses um, and allow for people to have all yeah. these guns. They don't require trainings. Exactly. So no one actually, if, like, and there are some states that do require trainings, so I'm not bashing on all states in America. But, but there's there no are, such thing as a bad guy being stopped by a good guy with a gun who isn't a policeman. Unless it's, like, a super low-scale situation, but right. it's probably not going to no happen like that. No mass shooting, yeah. no Columbines, no Aurora, Cal- or Aurora Colorado's. Yeah. None of those have been no stopped by random Exactly. And None especially now, a bunch of people are like, teachers should have guns. Screw that, right? That, Screw that. There's a better yeah. chance of a small child reaching into that teacher's desk, or exactly. it, it's going to be locked away. You're telling me that a teacher in a smash shooting situation is going to be, if we're talking kindergartners, yep. wrangle 25 kindergartens or and more. And get their gun, and go shoot the shooter. And lock the doors. Exactly. And do all this other crap they have to do. And even if they were, like, even no. before getting their guns, they have to do all that other stuff. Exactly. So it's like, what? And so where does the gun actually provide any value? Yeah. Especially yeah. if if you put a gun in a home. Yeah. If I were to put a gun in my home, I would be more likely to kill myself than to kill someone else. Or at least kill one of your family members. That's the second most likely outcome. <laughs> because that's the other thing. Accidental yeah. gun violence is rare. It is usually children. Yeah. Very small children, which is the most fucked up part about it. It's usually yeah. very young children shooting their family yeah. because they're playing with guns. But if I put a gun in my house, I'm more likely to kill myself than I am to kill one of my family members than I am to kill an actual person attempting to do me harm. Yeah, and I, I think that also has to do with our culture. And I think Absolutely. we will be talking about that in the other part of our, yeah, our for episode sure. today. Because so. obviously the statistics are showing that there is a disconnect between America's obsession with safety, guns, and our reality. Yeah. So, um... You can check out our recommended reading document and t- to see where our sources. Yes, we uh, have statistics, yeah. maps, we have like everything. Yeah. There. Fuck, I couldn't figure out who that was. Uh, <laughs> so there's no real way we can say there's a causal link between guns mm-hmm. and violence, but there literally kind of is. Like everything that we observe about guns is that they make us less safe. Yep. We have this obsession with guns because we consider it our patriotic duty to maintain the Second Amendment. Yeah. So, I think I kind of hit on this earlier a little bit, but um, we do have this weird, and I say we because I'm, I, feel, I hope that I'm not a part of this conversation, Right. but as a whole society, we have this weird obsession that, like, if it's said it in the Constitution, it has to be immediately acted upon. Yeah, and if someone says that we want a modification of that, then it's wrong. And it's only yeah. st- it's only amendments that were written 
when the Constitution was created. It's no one the amendments that have come after. Yeah. Nothing like voting rights, although there are some crazies out there. There are some extra people out there who would say, yes, it would be good to get rid of voting rights. Or, you know, let's not have women vote. Yeah. That was a quote from Trump. Yeah. <laughs> or voter ID fraud. That's Which is ridiculous. It's not a thing. It's a dog whistle to stick behind racism. All I'm saying is somebody was going to fraudulently win an election, it's going to be the rich guy who can pay someone to hack the voting booths. Also, it's going to be the guy who didn't even win a popular vote. True. I'm saying that's an episode of Scandal. Right. Actually, that's a whole <laughs> three seasons of Scandal right True. there. <laughs> Besides the point. Right. But, Let's yeah. get back. So, yeah, America like has this weird obsession with that, but, like... I especially feel like this isn't even something that was in America's culture until the last century. Exactly. Like, until nationalism and became, like, super rooted really, into our society. Really, because of the Red Scare. Yeah, which, when, which was ridiculous. I know. When the Red Scare hit, we added uh, one, We added that under God portion to yeah. our money and God we trust. We added under God to the Pledge of Allegiance, all yeah, of that. Yeah, no one had to do the Pledge of Allegiance until, exactly. like, what, 70 years ago? But yes. now if one child says that, decides they don't want to do that, they're being unpatriotic. I used to get so much shit for not standing up. I used to stand up. I just didn't say it. I wouldn't stand up because I didn't feel any need to pledge my allegiance to a flag. Now, that it, flag does not stand for things it that make, I stand for. It makes more sense if you, you had to say pledge your allegiance to the president. At least that's no. a person. No, I couldn't even have done that. No, but at least that's a person. That, that makes sense. You but, can't really pledge allegiance to a flag. The flag changes. If Puerto Rico point. becomes a state, then I gotta pledge allegiance to a whole new flag. But that's the point. They want you to pledge allegiance to the concept of America. It's like, what's the concept, though? You didn't teach right? me that. No, they, they think they have because they want to believe that America is something that stands for the patriotic values of a traditional family, a traditional Screw country. Screw that. So exactly. No one has it's still not... taught me what Thanksgiving really is about, okay? Didn't... I, I mean, you kind of did, but I'm talking about in the school system. Okay. Okay, fair. I went 12 years. Yes. And they want to tell me that they taught me about America. Years. Well, 11 and a half years I graduated. I went 12 years. And I never made it to the Vietnam War in a single history class. You kind of skim over that, don't you? Never even made it to the Vietnam War. Where school did you go? Didn't you go to school in Southport? Yes. Ooh. We have this conversation too much. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I've been listening to Adore Delano's punk album so much lately, and one of her lyrics is, uh, "Teacher says I'm gonna, I'm a mess, and I'm gonna need rehab." And it always reminds me of that idiot social studies teacher that I just wish I could call out. Just go on the school's website and I'm see if the name is there. Okay, let's take a break so that I can. <laughs> Shout outs to Mr. Hagenmeyer. I found his name. <laughs> yes, Thank we, you, Mr. Hagenmeyer, for telling me I was a heroin addict in seventh grade. I mean, we actually did take a break just to find his name. <laughs> we really did. But we're back now. So, yeah. a really big part of the patriotism, the nationalism, is that we live in a culture of just straight up fear. Yeah. We're constantly expected to be afraid of something else. We literally participate in what we call the war on terror. You know what I'm afraid of? People who are afraid of the war on terror. Okay. Wait, Wait. I said that wrong. People who I'm, are afraid I'm of I'm terror? No, I am afraid of the people who consistently perpetuate the idea yes. of the war on terror. That made more sense. So people because who affiliate with the Tea Party, they scare the shit basically, out of me. Basically, yeah. <laughs> well, George Bush was like already a Tea Partier before the Tea Party became a codified thing because the Tea Party only became a thing because of racism. 
let's just say sometimes I look at him and I'm like, you know what? But I'm gonna give you a tiny pass. No, let's not discount how bad he was too. No, I'm not discounting him. Did about you see that CNN? In Iraq. Yeah, but did you see the CNN, CNN, SNL <laughs> monologue they did two uh, weeks ago? No one wants to discount what he did. It's just he wasn't horrible. Okay, he like, was horrible. He who, was think so about many it. Deaths. Yeah, but think or about it. You know, even if it would have been a Democratic president at the time, there was a good chance that if a Democratic president had not waged war after 9/11, they would have been. They wouldn't have won re-election, or they would have waged war. Maybe we wouldn't still be in that war. They would probably would have backed out. No, but we I were disagree. definitely going to go to war. But not that I agree with it. We were definitely going to go to war because of what had been set up by Republicans in the past. You're right. The fifties were not good to Iran. The selling of uh, weapons to Bin Laden. True, but Bin Laden was an ally at the time. When someone an ally. When they're killing the people we want killed? Yeah, the Russians. I'm not condoning this. I'm just saying, looking <laughs> at the I'm history. Saying. That's why they were considered the, the, the an ally. Okay, like, quick history lesson. Oh, my God. Bin Laden <laughs> literally was, was a, funded by the CIA. You know, yeah, he was funded by the CIA, but the funny, the funny <laughs> shit is the fact that we helped mobilize them because... We gave Bin Laden all this money, we made him a leader, and then he was smart enough to keep all these people's names in basically a phone book. Yeah. And when he needed them, he just called them up and they were like, yes sir, let's go. Right? We'll murder them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm a little bit manic. It's fine. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Don't, don't. Okay. So, we have like a really weird construction of the world. We yep. think that everything is something to be feared. So it's not... Look at the wealth of diversity in our schools. It's yeah. people saying, I don't want people like that going to school with my kid. It's also the other fact that, like, we, like you add the state of fear, and then you add it with, like, this sense of patriotism and nationalism yeah. that has literally been forced down our throats So now the there's 40s. this idea that our identities are under threat as Americans. Yeah, and, and it's like, also what is better. American identity? There's also that the sense that we're better. So exactly. if someone is like... That's why we're afraid when our identity becomes under yeah. attack. Or if someone's like, let's... Um, incorporate something that they're doing in Europe or in right. Australia or it's in South like, America. No, we can't do that because we're better. Our exactly. culture is so much better than theirs. We like, already are better. We yeah. already. No, and it's like it's the whole issue with people who say like white pride, male pride, uh, straight pride. pride. Fuck all of that. Fuck white pride. Fuck straight pride. Like, exactly. Fuck like all pride that does not have to do with a minority or a minority culture because if they and, like you already like have that. you already have pride by your history books. I'm just gonna say exactly. Okay, something that peeves me to like to know like just pisses me off. It's like I use this example a lot. Like I don't know much about my actual like I'm an American. I was I'm an American citizen via, via, whichever way you want to pronounce it, by the 14th Amendment. Yes. If the 14th Amendment did not exist, I would not be considered an American citizen. Exactly. I would be a citizen of Ghana. Yes. Something that pisses me off about the American, our, our, our country, our country and our culture, is the fact that we condone a bunch of bullshit that happens to other people. Yeah. Something that I always use as an example, though I don't know too much about my culture, is the fact that Kwame Nkrumah, the first president of Ghana, yeah. um, he, like, he fell on the most com the communistic side yeah. of what he wanted to do for the people, and the CIA funded other people, funded yeah. our own people because at the time we did not realize what he was doing was good. He wanted to unify yeah. the continent of Africa, and other people did not want that. They were like, "Let's do me, me, me." 
United States, yeah. what did they do? They funded people to try to kill him. Yeah. He, Multiple the, times. He's a badass, too, because he survived yeah. six assassination attempts. <laughs> okay, you know what finally got him in the end? The flu. No. I think it was radiation poisoning from the six assassination attempts. <laughs> it's fine. But it's Jesus. just like, like... But yes, I told America, you you're doing. Yeah. Like the American idea that we have to have pride as an American or that anybody can access this idea of pride, yeah. that's really not true. Sad parts, he had American pride. He freaking went to school but in Pennsylvania. Like, like you said, if it hadn't been for, for the 14th Amendment, you could not legally be an American citizen. Mm. Because it's not that all that is cracked up to be. It's really not. But <laughs> the point being, as an American citizen, there is nothing stereotypically American about you or me. Right. I'm not stereotypically American in any way. I have had people tell me that I I'm a threat to our nation or something like that because I said that worshiping the military isn't safe. You know what? We had this conversation in my individual rights and common goods class mm -hmm. a week from last Monday, which you guys don't care about because you don't know what that date means. <laughs> but our professor had this question. He stated what makes us similar or what brings us together as Americans? And I said, I looked at him and I said, because people were like, yeah, this makes us connected. Um, our pride or whatever. And I was no. like, and I basically was like, that's fucking bullshit because yeah. nothing actually brings us together as Americans because no. I, in some respects, would not be considered a true American exactly. because I question certain things that are considered right? inherently things you should just accept as an American. Yes. So I basically make the statement of people who are America or Americans. Yes. They believe like you should basically follow the nation blindly unless we have a black president yeah. or a woman president or someone and that they no. don't agree with. But then they want us to blindly follow the military. But once you question that, you're not true exactly. American. And it's like it's stupid shit. And guns are such a part of that. It's like, oh, you want us to regulate guns? Right. Oh, well, you're not a true American. Exactly. Like, because that's our culture of fear. If we're not afraid of something, we're going to do what we want to do and enjoy ourselves. But right. if we're afraid, the government can continue to do whatever they want. Yeah. Beyond that, though, America has a specific understanding of how they want the world to exist. So that kind of connects back to what I was stating about the first president of Ghana, Kwame exactly. If it doesn't yeah. look exactly how they want it to look, they're going to try to change it. They will kill you by Literally. any means necessary. But there's a tie between Americans and guns, but also con constitutionalism and guns, despite the lack of consistency. Like, why is my uterus more restricted than my guns? Which... You know what? I don't actually have guns, by the way. True. The uterus is... It's, it's a game changer in this world, though. Literally. <laughs> it's <laughs> but a, that's it's a strong weapon that they fear. That No, literally, one of the reasons that... We've talked about this yeah. so many times. Abortion is illegal because they wanted to take the power from midwives yeah. who were performing abortions as their largest service. Which sucks. Uh, following men believe that there's money in gynecology, right? And <laughs> let's let's make it illegal to do this because midwives who are women are doing these things. I'm gonna jump in real quick. I just got a notification. There's at least 15 people dead in that shooting. It jumped from two to 15 in yep. 40 minutes. Yep. God damn. All right. Whew. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh. Well, yeah. Like. Um. But yeah, so there's no consistency in the constitutionalist. Especially, yeah, especially because the uh, the issue sorry. of abortion is tied to 
the right to privacy. Which is... That's Ro- what it was, was decided yeah. upon. In Roe v. Wade. Exactly. It was decided upon the issue of privacy. 1972, women, just in case you needed to know the year. Right. <laughs> women had the ultimate right to privacy to make these decisions between them and their doctor. Yeah. And Apparently, basing it on the Constitution yeah. just isn't good enough. Which, if we we kind of talked about in the initial part of our conversation today, it's... It just these people just seem like they only want the strict constitutionalism yes. when it comes to constitutions that were written constitution amendments that were written exactly. before while while they were at the constitutional convention, which is again r- ridiculous That's because not how it works. our founding fathers, at least I believe it was Thomas Jefferson or could have been Benjamin Franklin or could have been anyone James Madison. I don't give a shit who said it. Basically, they, they said, needed to update it every generation yes. because it's ridiculous to believe that. If Thomas Jefferson was around today, he'd be like, let's... Can you imagine? Let's, I don't know, like, no, like, really no regulation at all. Like, we have become a more advanced society. Like, we need regulation. We need more, like, things to hold us back. And we have way too much time on our hands in 2018. So guess what? That means more people can do a lot more harm. Yeah. Just saying. But it's just ridiculous that... Because abortions don't kill people. Guns kill people. Like, that kills me. Abortion is not murder. We, we're going to get into this on the that's, next yeah, episode. That's, that's next Next month. episode is abortion. <laughs> We've had on like three different scholar programs so far. I love abortion. It's fine. I love you. That was great. <laughs> anyway, that's the issue though. Yeah. We aren't applying anything that they actually meant to apply. We're only applying what's convenient to us. Yeah. How do other countries handle this though? So, Australia. Okay. Okay. So in 1996, yes, they had a horrific mass shooting. Yes, but, I have heard of that. But they were able to take that mass shooting and create change in their society immediately, they, like right afterward. It seems about, if I remember the okay. history correctly. Obviously, I could be a little wrong. Do your own research. But they, a lot of citizens gave their guns back, if I believe correctly, oh, wow. and they reduced the uh, amount of guns that citizens owned. And they haven't had as bad... If they've had mass shootings since then, they haven't been as bad yeah. as this one in 1996. Which, people in America, when we use that example to kind of uh, compare and contrast America yeah. to Australia, they're like, we can't be like Australia because of this, this, and this, and the other. But the irony is, Australia and America, at the foundation, at the core, are some of the most two similar, yes. similar countries in this world. They Absolutely. both were created... Um, as places to send criminals. Yep. They were both British colonies. We both started speaking English at the same time, so like, right. what else you need if you're trying <sighs> to go all the way back to the beginning to add your understanding? Even if we can't use Australia as the, same, as the example, the UK, even in the UK, the it's police aren't socialist. even armed. But the police aren't even armed, and their violence isn't as high as ours. But criminals it's, know. It's different. No, criminals know that the UK police aren't armed. And their violence rate is still obscenely small compared to ours. It doesn't matter that they're socialists, because what about a socialist country prevents a cop from owning a gun, you know? It's because they don't count the UK or any countries in Europe that are socialist as real countries. Exactly. And they're not even really socialist. Which is the worst part. (laughs) They're not even close to truly socialist. It's true. I would love to live in a socialist capitalist world, though. It's so nice. (laughs) All that said, how do we solve this issue? I mean, you know, I think we both are in agreement that the resolution is going to be at least restriction, if not removal. Yeah, like, we just need, in my opinion, we just need more 
regulation. Yeah, regulation. Um, something that I've always found an, kind of an annoyance is the loopholes that we True. have. True. And again, like you can buy at a uh, gun show. Yes. And again, I am not a um, expert yes. on this topic. I do my own research, and every once in a while you can be wrong. And our recommended reading document has a lot of really good yes. statistics for you to look at. But it's baffling. Yeah. Because a lot of people who fight against regulation and restriction on weapons, um, and when I say weapons, I am talking about guns yeah. and um, weapons of that nature because I don't know the terminology. I'm not an expert again. Um, they say that by adding restriction restrictions and regulations that that's hindering um, lawfully abiding citizens who would like yes. to obtain a weapon from getting them. And it's like, that's not what closing loopholes or making yeah. background checks happen. That's not what it does. Yeah, and you can still get your gun. Right. And some of the some of the loopholes that we have are... They're wild. Yeah, like, um, you can... Uh, so if you're a public auction or something like that, you have to... If you're a public entity selling weapons, yeah. you have to let people know who you're selling it to and this, but that, and the other. But not the private but, gun shows. But not a private one. You can buy weapons over the internet, which people have stated, and I'm not sure what, where their uh, citations come from, that ISIS can easily buy these yeah. weapons off the internet from internet and web shows. Exactly. So it's like... I mean, except the fact that we created ISIS in the first... Anyway. I mean, we did, but that's a whole other conversation. Okay. Maybe 2018 to 2019 might be the time we talk about ISIS. Right. But, but um, some of the other things, education. Yeah. We need to teach people how to use their guns safely if they're going to use them at all. Yeah, that would change our society, but the, the loopholes in the background checks just... Exactly. Yeah. We, if we're going to continue with the current system, it's like we have to patch where we can. And the sad part if is, if we can redo it, yeah. If we could educate people about how safe America is compared to even other countries, we need to if we get got, rid of the stereotypes. Yeah, and if we got rid of the guns that are causing the violence, it would change dramatically. And the sad part is, this year Trump, the forty fifth. Ugh. He repealed or re removed a statute or something. Again, I am not an expert. <laughs> that Obama put into place when it came to background checks. Yes. So we've gone backwards. But something that I wanted to state is that <laughs> when people state, like, the con when we have these conversations and they're like, um, restrictions and regulations stop lawfully biding citizens from obtaining Ugh. guns, that would still mean criminals get access to these weapons. Exactly. Guess what? If you reduce the amount that is on the streets, yes, you might have these issues. But guess what? If there's a gangbanger, if a gangbanger on the street has an AK-47, you're not going to stop him with whatever handgun you got in your house. Exactly. It's called Don't Go Outside. Right. We like you to get on Netflix, oh my Hulu, God. and Girl. Comcast. You never got to go outside. You don't get shot. I don't necessarily blame you at this point. But again, America's <laughs> actually pretty safe. To be fair. I mean, compared to, like, other countries, I almost got abducted once. That's fine. I'm going to ignore that and move on. It was in Ghana, 2014. He, like, Wait, we just said America. Me. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Other countries are oh worse off. So. I was using that example of, like, my other, other places <laughs> are worse off. I mean, we have whole... In Brazil, we have the police force going yeah. out and literally killing street children. So, okay, like, we don't have up. those problems. You know what we didn't mention? What? The move bombing. Oh, yeah. So, in... Philadelphia in 1978 and 1985, this group had uh, some shootouts with the police. Okay. Somehow they determined that the appropriate action to take in response to that 
would be to drop a bomb on their like commendium of houses in mm-hmm. a Philadelphia neighborhood, Ooh. killing eleven people, including five of the children. All right, and destroying the houses next door. Lucille Clifton wrote a beautiful poem about it called "Move," but you just said Brazil police going out yeah. and shooting kids in the street. We dropped a bomb instead of shooting them. I'm trying to take the bomb. But do you see what I mean? Yeah. But basically, and then if we could educate about the risk of guns, I think that we would be better off. Yeah. Um, so the problem is that we have this idea that the Second Amendment isn't extractable from our country's constitution, but lack the understanding of what it means and refers to. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, start over. The problem is that we have the idea that the Second Amendment isn't extractable from our country's constitution, but lack the understanding of what it means and refers to and the consistency of applying the constitution. And I want to point out that America is the only country to hold themselves to a pre-1800 constitution. There's no other countries with constitutions that old. And no, I don't consider that a point of pride at all. I no, think we I have to take either. the time to update our laws, to modernize them, and to really turn them into something that applies to us today. Yeah. And I think that's the patriotic thing. That actually is. And before someone out there says, but what about Britain? Theirs isn't written down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but not to cut you off, but it looks like we're coming to our time for today. All right. Well, I mean, really, no problem, because we could both go in for hours, so someone's <laughs> got to cut us off. Yeah. But to all of our listeners, make sure to check out our recommended reading. You can find our sources and further places to study on this issue. Yep. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us questions and stop by our table in the Campus Center in the coming weeks. We'll post the date on our Twitter soon. We'll be taking the time to listen to comments live. Yes, so we'll even be recording people if they want to show up on a future podcast. Yes, and again, even if this is three months down the line, you can still ask us questions about this particular topic. Yes. So stay in touch, everyone. Bye. That's all, folks. Thank <laughs> you.